This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at Lifeway Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as huge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. Welcome to another episode of our Known Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prawl, and I am still in the studio with Don Cornelius. Don, how's it going? I'm great. How are you? Good. Hey, Don, great start to this whole unit uh, as we laid the foundation in the last session. Leaders, this is our second session in our Difference Makers Unit of Study, uh, where we're getting into some social issues that your students encounter on a day-to-day basis. You know, as we work our way through these, some of these are going to be, you know, probably right on the forefront, depending on where you live. Others may be ones that you encounter from time to time, but they're all issues that your students are seeing on the media and and need some help in dealing with. So this week, we're getting into the topic of poverty. Our question is, why should we help the poor? And and Don, as, as we wrote this session, and as we live here in Nashville, I mean, we are surrounded, it seems like, with a lot of issues related to poverty, and probably not as much as some other areas of the country, and maybe more so than some other areas. But I know that as I drive into work, I see, you know, 20 to 30 men and women up on the street that are homeless and, mm. and struggling with poverty issues. And, and we come about this question that, you know, why should we help the poor? I guess the question for a lot of us is, why don't we help the poor? Mm. Um, what do you think is the answer to that question before we get into all this? I think some of it is our own preconceived notions about poor and poverty and um who they are. You know, it's interesting, Rick, uh, you know, I, I was one of those, you know, we grew up, grew up definitely as a part of the um, below the poverty level and line. And, and so having been on that side and experience sometimes uh, even what's not said, um, but the judgmental looks and the assumptions about what it means to be poor uh, can be really hard when you're that, that person or that family on the other side. And Sometimes that limits us um, because of our own prejudices, uh, our assumptions about how people ended up poor. Why don't they make better decisions? Um, it's America. Certainly you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps or, or whatever the case may be. But definitely I believe God's word encourages us to be concerned about others who are less fortunate than we are. Well, and we really see, especially in our country you know, right now, I mean, there's, there's such a, a polarity that, you know, sitting at home watching, you know, HGTV and we're watching mm-hmm. these guys, house hunters going out and looking for homes that cost, you know, 750000 to a million dollars. And I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> I can't afford that. <laughs> and then you watch the news and, and you see folks that, you know, are just really struggling, as you mentioned, you know, living mm-hmm. well beyond the poverty, be below the poverty line. We read material and information, for example, in, in Radical. You know, David Platt talks about the stats that we've seen in other resources as well, that, you know, 80% of the world lives on less than $10 a day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for most of us, we can't even fathom that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll go and spend $10 on lunch. And, you know, 80% of the world, that is a day's wages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a lot of issues related to this. We've got four life principles that we're going to look at to really try to begin to help students begin to wrestle with this this idea and this topic of poverty. We're looking in uh, Proverbs chapters 14 and 19 and then Matthew 25. 
And these four life principles really come back to help answer this question. Why should we help the poor? Four basic life principles from Scripture. The first one is that it brings joy. Proverbs fourteen twenty one. What do you see there in that verse? Sure, it says, uh, the one who despises his neighbor sins. That's pretty clear. You know, um, the writer here is saying who, the person who despises his neighbor is in his heart is the one who sins. And the one who dis- speaks slightly of him, who overlooks him, is not friendly. The person who will not converse with him uh, nor relieve him in his necessity, that despises him for his poverty, that there is sin in that. Hmm. Um, and it's interesting about how Scripture reviews us or, or thinks of us, you know, that often we can think of that as being uh, not necessarily judgmental or harmful in, or any way, but... But God certainly sees that that differently. That when we we um, make judgment or despise someone or think lowly of them because of their outward circumstances or their weaknesses or their incapacity, that that is sin. The second part of that verse says, "But whoever shows kindness to the poor will be happy." Hmm. And here, the whole kindness to the poor, um, God, it's it's clear that it's more than just something that that makes us feel good about ourselves. But it is a suggestion that whoever shows kindness to the poor is blessed and that there is a reward that God has in for us um, thinking about and being concerned about those who are less fortunate than what we are. Well, that's a really interesting phrase there at the end of the verse that that when we show kindness to the poor, we're going to be happy. And and that gets back to this whole idea of bringing joy. And and certainly that's a beginning point. Uh, One of the reasons why we should help the poor Second life principle we're looking at this week is that helping the poor honors God in verse 31 there of chapter 14 in Proverbs. What do you see there in that verse that helps us get to that point? Sure, it says, The one who oppresses the poor insults their maker, but one who is kind to the needy honors him. Very simple truth there that um, that when we are concerned about the things that God is concerned about, uh, that um, that God, that it is gives honor to God, that it that it celebrates who God is, that um, as the the contrast of that is that those who oppress the poor or do do not think kindly about their condition. Um, and in very similar terms as the previous verse, those who despise, that is an insult to our maker, to who God is. And I think that is wrapped up in the fact that God is the creator of all people and that God is concerned about every individual, regardless of the state that they're in, they are in. So in our honoring other humans, regardless of their condition, uh, we are honoring God, who is the creator of every person. Well, and that really goes back to things that we've talked about in previous podcasts, and, and typically leaders, as we look in our, our second unit of study in our quarter, it's all about that ownership of our faith and, and beginning to, to own those things, and we talk about the fruit of the Spirit quite a bit. And as we begin to internalize that characteristic of God and that nature of God and begin to, you know, to demonstrate that, such as helping the poor, it does bring honor to God, and it reflects who He is. Mm-hmm. Well, Don, and then in our third life principle, we're looking at this idea of, of why should we help the poor because it's rewarding. We're going to jump over to Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17, and look at this idea that helping the poor is rewarding. What do you see in that aspect? Sure. It says, uh, kindness to the poor is a loan to the Lord, and he will give a reward to the lender. Pretty amazing uh, truth there, that kindness to the poor is a loan to God, uh, meaning that that is a deposit in God's account with a promise return on the investment. 
uh, that those who, who give are not just giving to that person, but God promises a reward that's not necessarily monetarily, or maybe we don't even see it immediately in, in our life. But God promises um, that um, that he will give a reward to those who think and uh, supply need for those who are less fortunate than we are. Well, Don, that is some great information about that passage. One of the questions that we have in our leader guide in this section, it says, should getting a reward be motivation for helping others? You know, as we're sitting here working with students and, and talking about that, you know, helping the poor is going to be rewarding. Should that be centered around, I'm going to get some kind of a monetary reward? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think this teaching this passage is one thing, but um, leading as we explain it, I think it's important to lead up to follow the teaching of this passage with an experience, because that's when you really begin to understand what does reward really look like right. and feel like um, when you are kind to the poor. And so um, I, I think there is an important explanation that we need to have here with students that is not always monetar- monetarily, but it is a good time to point towards service and ministry in our community. Well, and I would even go back to that first life principle that you know part of our reward is that joy, that happiness, that, mm-hmm. that blessing that we receive you know, from helping others and from being you know, the hands and feet of God as we minister to others, which is a great segue right into our fourth life principle is that why should we help the poor? Because it's ministry. And we're going to jump over in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 25, a familiar passage for a lot of folks. But as we look at verses 35 through 40, what do you see there related to ministry to the poor? That passage picks up where Jesus is talking about when I was the one hungry or needed something to eat and was thirsty and um, I was a stranger, I was naked and I was sick and you took me in. And he, he walks through uh, talking to the disciples, and they said, Lord, when do we do any of those things? They weren't even familiar with that. And um, he responds to them, I assure you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it uh, for me. Then he will say to those, depart. And it's all in the context of talking about uh, this parable about the sheep and the goats. Right. So it's in this final section, Jesus's discourse, he's talking about evaluation and judgment and um, he's speaking in the previous two parables in this section about judgment coming on the unprepared. And here, this passage is intended to be a part of the series uh, that began earlier, but it serves the same purpose as the preceding four parables to motivate us toward obedience and preparation for the future. So more specifically, this passage provides a clear explanation of how we are to be ready and on the alert, awaiting the Messiah's return. We're to fill our lives with care for the needs of others, especially for the needs of fellow brothers and realizing that every unbeliever is a potential brother. And this is the work that he calls us to do. So he's he's speaking to them and telling them that uh, as you minister to other people, it is a direct reflection of your obedience and trust in me and that you are not just doing it for them, but you are uh, actively uh, preparing for my return. You know, and as we're wrapping this session up, you know, and looking at this idea of ministry, there are a lot of things that we can do to minister to the poor. Obviously, you know, financially in this economy, that's a big deal. And many of our churches can help financially, uh, providing you know benevolence funds and different things to help folks out. For a lot of our students, that may be more of a challenge. But man, there are so many other ways that we can minister. You know, whether it's you know distributing food or clothing or just kind of hanging out and talking with folks. The key to this session, leaders, is just to really begin to lay this stuff out before your students. That you know, why should we help the poor? 
four life principles we looked at this week is that because it brings joy, it honors God, it's rewarding, it's ministry. The point we're getting to this week is that God wants to use us to meet their needs. So that's a look at this topic of poverty, just a quick overview. Join us again next week as we're going to talk about the topic of, you know, what's the big deal about same-sex marriage and why is that wrong as we look at scripture. So join us again next week. (laughs) 